Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and home. All three Saints quarterbacks are free agents. Who will they re-sign to how much? How about the Tennessee Titans? They've got some financial decisions ahead. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, both free agents. Who do you slap the franchise tag on? And how about the money made by the Mannings, man? It will blow your mind. It's a Bloody Mary Friday here on Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire. The smartest way to get all the financial implications of contracts in the NFL, the NBA, and all of professional sports is go to Spotrack.com at Spotrack on Twitter until I found out it's Spotrack. Michael Gennetti joins us on the program. Michael, good to have you. It's Ross Tucker and Dave Briggs. Okay, let me just help you out here. Spotrack gives me a feeling that we're talking about sports. Spotrack gives me a feeling like I'm looking for a freaking massage and a facial. Where did we go wrong with the name? Uh, I was a young kid and made some bad decisions in my life, right? <laughs> this is 15 years ago, and it's it's crazy regrettable. I mean, it's the one question I've had to answer, you know, every single time I go on a show, and it's fine. Um, look, at 15 years ago, it was the spot for sport contracts. So I was taking words and mashing them together and trying to be cute. And it's a terrible idea. So and look, sport track was taken and it's still taken. So, <laughs> so what what would be better, Michael? Starting over. That's what would be better. But I can't do it. I think sport I think sport track would be the better one or sports track or just sportscontracts.com, Right. Sports contracts. All right, so here's my question. Yeah. How many people – like, I, I've asked this before, but this is your full – is this your full-time gig now? Yeah, it has been for about six, seven years now. How many uh, How many people you got working for you? Just a couple of us. It's not – it's it's kind of a small little operation. I got my cousin who's my managing partner, Scott, and a couple of database people that help us out. But it's uh, – you know, we're just a small little organization, but we, we, we work our butts off every day to keep this data up. It, it is amazing. Uh, sorry, Dave. It is amazing. I love, by the way. We, so just so you know, Michael, I'm in Pennsylvania. Dave's in Connecticut. And the production team is in Philadelphia. And so they're going to put the camera on whoever's going to talk next. But they thought they it was going to be Dave. They thought it was going to be Dave, but it was me. And I just screwed him up. And I don't know why, but it makes me happy. <laughs> anyway. Here's my question for you. By the way, you guys are phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, I love it. It's unbelievable. Um, I, I guess I'm a little curious as to what the most looked at part aspect of it is. For me, I look at career earnings. Like, I look at career earnings for guys a lot. Do you get more money from advertising or from the uh, premium subscriptions? 
Yeah, it's still advertising, which stinks, right? I mean, I, I, I hate to work off the advertising model, but it, um, it's a traffic-built site. I mean, we, you know, we get you know a decent amount of traffic, so we've got to run the advertisements to make the money right now. Um, obviously, we're trying to fix that and build up our premium tools and partnerships so that we can swing the other direction a little bit more. But for now, we live off the ads, and uh, I guess that's that pays the bills. All right, so Ross mentioned career earnings, and that's in the news because no one made more money in his NFL career than Eli Manning, more than $250 million. And the beauty of it is the Manning brothers combined, if you get on spot track, made more than $500 million combined. Uh, Peyton Manning is second to Eli. I assume that someone will pass Eli as the biggest career earner in the next year or two. Yeah, I would assume if, if Breeze and Brady both come back, they're gonna they're gonna jump them because they're only about seventeen to sixteen million dollars apart. So, um, look, the train's coming. I mean, the you know the Patrick Mahomes contract is gonna be half of what Eli made right away. So, it's it's gonna be uh we're gonna see some three hundred four hundred million dollar players by the time their careers end. It's 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 two hundred and fifty right now is the threshold. We're gonna see way more than that. So, Michael, I don't know if you've done this yet, but I just got a great idea for you. Have you? ever tracked just how undervalued Brady's been throughout his career and how much money he's actually saved the Patriots as opposed to what his value would have been, which is obviously top of the market throughout his career. Yeah, I did this last summer and it was difficult, obviously, because I'm basically basing it off of, you know, new contracts every year. Every time a new quarterback signs, Brady's value goes up. So the number I came up with last offseason was about $80 million he left on the table. <laughs> wow. wow. That is that is an incredible number. Um, wh- how much money is Tom Brady going to get next year? Depends. Uh, I think he's done with discounts, and you can understand that. And I think he's done with one-year yeah. deals. So we're probably talking about a two-year deal, and if we're just looking at the the mountain right now, the top of the mountain is 35 million. So it's a it's at least going to be two for 70. That that's just Oof. in my head. That's no. that's the logic. Um, if it's New England, I bet it's not right because they just won't stand for that. No. If it's if it's the Chargers, I bet it is because they need they know what they need. They know that he's a marketing option as much as a quarterback out there. So to me, if he leaves, it's 70. If he stays, it's probably 60, 65. Uh, let's get into Patrick Mahomes a little bit. He is not quite finished his third year. I got to tell you, uh, Michael, I would be ruthless if I were him. And I know he already knows he's going to get his money. But I wouldn't even play in the Super Bowl. Unless they gave me the money I wanted now. <laughs> he's played three years. Michael, he's played three years. Yeah, he's, he's done. He's now eligible as of the day after the regular season. He's now eligible for a new deal. We've seen other guys. You probably can think of them over the top of your head, but there's a couple other guys. His class, Eddie Jackson is one, that have already gotten a new deal. Can you imagine if Mahomes is like, listen, I'm not playing unless I get a new deal for $40 million a year with a hundred or whatever, whatever the highest amount is fully guaranteed. What are the chiefs going to do? They're going to give it to him. They're going to give it to him. But I think his agents in his ear right now, 
and they know what's coming with this new CBA and none of us really do, but I think they do. And I think they know that what's coming is a lot more, the ability for quarterbacks to make even more right now. I think that's come. I, I have to tell you, most of the quarterbacks are underpaid and that's crazy, but it's kind of like the NBA right now where you've got, you know, 15 superstars and because there's a, there's a cap on the max in the NBA, they're all underpaid. I mean, LeBron's underpaid. Kevin Durant's underpaid. It's just how it works right now. We're getting to that point with quarterbacks. It's become such an important position, even on the a field of 22, uh, that most of them are underpaid. And I think this new CBA is going to address that some way. I, I think we're talking 38, 40 million for Mahomes. And I think his agent is sitting there saying, let's wait this out because there's probably two to three million more a year we can get out of this thing once this CBA comes into, into effect. You're right, though. He's got all the leverage in the world. Nobody's going to be able to tell him what to do. Um, I just don't know what kind of guy he is. We, we've been waiting for one of these quarterbacks to be this ruthless leader and, and put his foot down and say, you're going to guarantee me four years. And, and no one's done it. None of these major quarterbacks have done it yet. So I hope he's the guy. We'll see what Lee Steinberg asks for. So I just want your guess. What, what contract do you think Mahomes signs? Are we talking $300 million? Are we talking a possibility of somewhere between two and four? Give me a number. Yeah, it's at least two, and it's at least 120 of it fully guaranteed. That's three years at 40 million a year. I hope it goes. I hope it gets more than that. I think 150 million fully guaranteed at signing would say something to the rest of the league. I think that's the number we've got to get to, regardless of how big the contract is. After that, I think that 150 right now it's going to be in my pocket in terms of the escrow. I think that's what has to happen, no matter what else it looks like. And, Michael, that's one of the things that evidently they're still fighting about with the latest yeah. CBA is the funding rule. I really think the priority for the CBA should be increasing the pension amounts for guys that played between 2001 and 2008, maybe that played offensive line for five teams. I don't know. But that should be the focus of the CBA negotiations. In all sincerity, though, I want to get your take on – Guys like Laramie Tunsil or other guys that these teams trade for without giving them a new contract. Now, Tunsil can get the fifth-year option, but he's got to have unbelievable leverage right now from the Houston Texans. And they still need to pay Deshaun Watson, too. Right. And you can throw Amari Cooper. You can throw Jalen Ramsey into this conversation. Yes. Anybody who's ba who's been traded for a first-round pick – should feel like like you know fifteen million dollars right now because that, they're going to be the highest paid player at their position most likely. Now Cooper and Tunzel, in my opinion, had step back years from a production standpoint. Um, Cooper, I think Cooper is a trade a trade candidate right now. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't know that. I think that's going to be a tag and trade situation for Amari Cooper because I'm not sure how Dallas is going to function in the next six months. We'll see. Tunzel. I don't think he had a great year, but you're right. They gave up a truck and, and a house for him. So he, if Lane Johnson as a right tackle is worth $18 million a year, that's the threshold, right? That's where you start as a, as a left tackle in your mid-20s who needs a contract. In my opinion, he's going to be paid $20 million a year if, if that's what everything we're talking about comes together properly. That's crazy for a left tackle because, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to be worth $35 million a year. You're going to be pumping $55 million on, on average salary into your left tackle and your quarterback. It's going to be tough to fill in the blanks after that. But that's where we are. You're right. When you give up that much, you're going to have to pay for it. 
Yeah, and Amari Cooper's not no longer, it appears, the best wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys. I think it, it looks like it's Michael Gallup. It yeah. certainly was down the stretch. So talking to Michael Gennetti at SpotTrack.com, SpotTrack on Twitter, S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Look, any financial contract questions, just Google it. It'll take you to SpotTrack. And one of the biggest offseason questions that no one's talking about, Michael, is in New Orleans where all three quarterbacks – are free agents, how do those three situations resolve themselves financially? Boy, it's a mess. I mean, you could go anywhere. You could have three different conversations, and they all sound right. Um, you know, the first of which is, do the Saints even want Jerby's back? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but at some point in time, Bill Belichick's not going to want, you know, 44-year-old Tom Brady. And, you know, Drew Brees certainly showed decline, especially down the stretch here, not to mention the, the thumb injury to go with it. So... Let's just say they do want him back. Um, again, it's going to be a Brady contract conversation. It's going to be probably two more years, and they're going to be real years. They're not going to be these voidable years because we're at the ex expiration of the CBA. You can't mess around with those dummy years right now. You've got to wait and see for that new CBA. Um, so I think two more real years for Drew Brees at $35 million a year, most likely. He, he generally doesn't take a discount, so you got to put him at that threshold. I think they probably tender Taysom Hill at a first-round pick, which is fine. I mean, it's going to be a nice little chunk of change for him as another placeholder. I, I think he's the guy going forward. If I had to make a, a, a guesstimate right now, I think he's the guy in 2021 who gets a contract to be the long-term next option in New Orleans. I think Bridgewater walks this year. And if we're talking about teams that could use him, we're talking Colts, we're talking Panthers, and we're talking Patriots. I've been saying this for a couple of uh, a couple of months now. He just seems like that logical replacement for Tom Brady. He's only 27 years old. He's got game experience. He's got playoff experience. He has Sean Payton's system, you know, that air attack experience, which New Orleans likes to run, or New England likes to run as well. To me, that's how this unfolds. Breeze resigns, Hill gets tendered, and Bridgewater walks to one of those three teams I just mentioned. How much, Michael, did the Cowboys screw up? by not giving and getting Dak Prescott signed to a contract previously and what's it going to cost them now? Yeah. If it was 33 million, like we heard, uh, they're crazy not to do that. They're just crazy. If, they, if, if, if it was 30 versus 33, uh, the problem now is Mahomes is available, as you just mentioned, and Lamar Jackson's coming and Josh Allen's coming. Deshaun Watson's going to get paid this offseason as well, I believe. You've got these kids who value higher than Dak Prescott. And when that happens, it just means that the ceiling's moving, right? So you, you could have gone from 30 to 33, and now you're probably going to have to go from 33 up to 36. And when Mahomes and Watson signs, it's going to be 38, 39, and 40 for Dak. So I think they, they shot themselves in the foot by, by nickel and diamond this thing. And in my opinion, and this is just mine, I think they don't like him long term. And that's why they're not doing this. It's not about two, three million dollars, like I just mentioned. It's about we'd rather keep him on a one-year deal and, and figure out our roster around him. And if it works, we'll go from there. I, I just think they're not ready to pull the trigger on Dak Prescott. I agree with you there. Talking to Michael Gennetti at SpotTrack.com, SpotTrack on Twitter as well. Look, slap the franchise tag on him, and I'm hoping you just planted yeah. a seed in my mind. Jerry Jones makes the ultimate move for Patrick Mahomes. Get him out of the AFC West. I'm a Bronco fan. <laughs> Get him the hell out of the AFC West forever because I don't want 10 more years of Broncos finishing second or third in that division. Want to ask you about the Tennessee Titans, who have a lot of decisions to make as well. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. Both free agents, who gets the tag? Who gets a long-term deal? Both get tagged. 
I think I think they're they are praying for this CBA to wait because if it waits and it's an expiring year, Tannehill can get the the franchise tag, Derrick Henry can get the transition tag, and there's just no no nobody's going to put an offer in on a running back on a tag, even if it's Derrick Henry, it's just not going to happen. So to me, they both get tagged, and if we're talking about who then gets extended through this off season, I do think it's Tannehill because. You're just not going to have to go top dollar on Tannehill. I, I know he had a heck of a run here these past 10 weeks. Um, and and to be fair, his numbers bear out to about $30 million a year. I, I know that's probably not realistic, right? Even though that's what the numbers say, it's probably not realistic. You're talking more about like a Jimmy G kind of contract, which is about 27 and a half, right around that, that mark. So if you're talking three years, four years for Tannehill on that mark, um, it's certainly doable, and you're just hoping it's not a Blake Bortles situation where you extend a player you're kind of worried about, and in six months you hate it. <laughs> Last question for me, Michael. Coaching contracts. I don't know how much you have on that on Track because they're not public like and pub- easily available like the player yeah. contracts are, which has always bothered me, by the way. What information can or do you get on coaching contracts? And what do you think about a contract like the one being reported for Matt Rule? Yeah, I I get the pieces you get, and I try to piece them together as much as possible. Uh, I've got a couple of people I reach out to just for some confirmation. But I don't put it on the site because I don't have an accurate feel on them. So um, just full disclosure, this is um, what I'm hearing is probably what you've heard as well. What what, what I really would like to talk about with you guys is – should should they count? Should they count? I mean, should it be part of the cap? Should there be a separate cap for these coaches' contracts? Because essentially what you're seeing with Matt Rule is what we saw with Sam Bradford and Matt Stafford, right? Which was a which was an uncapped rookie contract. Give them whatever you want just to get them in the door and make them happy. And I don't think that worked. And I'm not sure this is working. Why are teams having to give seven years, five of years guaranteed? to a first-time NFL coach just to get him in the door. I understand that the owners are worth billions, and you know those kind of conversations are kind of laughable for those, those guys. I just wonder why we're having two separate conversations where the coaches have one situation and the players have another, and it's, you know, it smells and feels like college football a little bit. And uh, I, I just I don't understand. The players have to get nickel and dime, but first-time coaches can come in and, and be courted with steaks and whiskey and seven-year contracts. Uh, I like that, Michael. I, you know, my initial reaction was I don't want the coaches to count against the cap because I want us as the players to get yeah. all the money for the cap. But you do make a decent point. I would argue that most of the coaches, though, are still probably underpaid. I mean, even Matt Rule or whatever coach you want to say is making less than Nelson Aguilar, like a slot receiver for the Eagles who's not that great. Yeah. So I think they're actually still undervalued, at least by the information that's reported publicly. Yeah, and and I think the way I, I look at it is this, um, and you probably know better than anybody, Ross. I, I think it's the coordinators that are crazily underpaid, and there's and staffs have to expand right now. You need so many analytics people. You need so many people, you know, to specify positions. You, you know, you need you need a guy on the left tackles. You need a guy on the right tackles. Right now, there's just a lot to work with. And, and the money gets thin. But if there's a if there's a mechanism in place, if there's a pool of money in place that every every team had to abide by, you would start to see that distribution happen a little more. Where the, whereas the head coach wouldn't be making you know 75% of the pool, and everybody else would trickle down from there. I think everybody just needs to come up more 
and it needs to be managed in some way. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it should be included with the player's cap. I agree with you there. But some sort of separate mechanism for coaches to be properly paid, especially those coordinators who, as you know, are working their tails off. No doubt about that. Great conversation with Michael Gennetti at Spotrack on Twitter, Spotrack.com as well. I think the coaches are underpaid. I thought we largely dismissed with the contract that Mark Davis handed out to Gruden and then came Matt Rule. And now I think we're going to start to see more of these massive coaching contracts and they'll get paid like they quite frankly ought to get paid. Michael, great to talk to you. Really appreciate the insights and analysis. Have a good weekend, guys. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.